0: Welcome, everybody, to the Oklahoma Drill Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew. As always, I have my co host, Matt and Vitor here as well. Unfortunately, we are here to review another loss for the New York Jets. Week five did not end how everybody was hoping in London, 27 20, with the Falcons coming out on top. Uh, it was more of the same, pretty much uh, from all phases. We saw the offense start slow. We saw the defense do their best to stay in the game uh, for as long as they could. And it just wasn't enough in the end, despite playing better in the second half, to come out with a win on the scoreboard. Uh, all in all, I think there's a lot of things that need to be cleaned up. The Jets are heading into their bye week, and I think this is a perfect time for the bye uh, for things to get a little more on track, get everything sorted. We're going to jump right into it. I think the first thing we need to talk about is Zach Wilson was off, uh, and there was a multitude of reasons for that. Matt, what would you say is the biggest reason?
1: Uh, well, let's see. I would start with footwork and him being able to process the NFL speed. Um, the footwork, you can see it was off uh, with... Um, uh, what was it that uh, it was, I think it was a pass to I forget, it was probably a tight end, but it was at his feet. And we've seen this over and over again the last few weeks where Zach is throwing at people's feet. And this is something that goes back to BYU, too. You can definitely see it then. And it definitely trans, tra- transitioned to the NFL level as well. Uh, and I think the main contributor to that is his footwork. I see a wide base. He's getting, getting overextended with his feet. And it's causing him the short arm ball. Uh, it's not a velocity thing. It's not an arm strength thing. He can get the ball to him. We know he has the arm strength. Uh, it's just his form that's uh, contributing to this. Uh, and then you got play speed that he's just not—he's just not uh, factoring everything in in his brain at the speed that we need him to. And it shows where he'll maybe like hang on on a receiver for too long, and it throws the timing off. And Andrew, you can speak more to this about how timing is everything.
0: Yeah, absolutely, especially in this offense in particular. Um, It is very much a timing-based offense that is a rhythm-based offense where you're trying to hit guys in space at the right time to maximize yards after catch, and the windows are designed to be open uh, along with the timing of the drop. So it's one, two, three in the quick game, back foot hits, that's when the ball's got to be out. You're going over the middle, it's five-step drop, you know, one, two, three, four, five, hitch, throw the ball. It's the timing has to be there. And I think with Zach Wilson in particular, what you said uh, is another thing I want to highlight where it's the processing speed of processing the speed of the NFL. He can process what's happening in front of him really well. We know he's a film junkie. We know that he can see what's on the field that I don't think so much isn't his problem. I think there's areas he definitely needs to improve, but I think the biggest thing with him is adjusting to how quickly he has to make decisions and get the ball out. He can't overcompensate with his arm the way he would in college and when you have this big arm and when you're this rocket arm quarterback who can make any throw on the field you can afford to be late in college sometimes because your arm can make up for it and get the ball there anyway I think we're seeing that has been a struggle with him especially down the field where he's throwing passes late, especially on the corner out this week where he threw the interception, it's there, it's wide open. If he throws it with anticipation and he gets off his first read a little bit quicker, where Matt, you had said when we were texting off air that he was staring off at a check down trying to distract people for really no reason, And if he could just get off that a little quicker, get more into his rhythm and go through his reads faster, he would see this corner route come open. And I'm sure he could make that throw. We've seen him make some beautiful corner routes so far this season to throw. We know he's capable of, and it would have been a big play. Instead, he throws it late and it gave the safety enough time to recover and dive and intercept it. Uh, We saw it later in the game where it wasn't so much throwing late as much, but on the pass interference play to Moore deep down the field, luckily it was pass interference, but he threw it behind him. And if he leads him out ahead and gets the ball out where Elijah Moore can go run into it, it's a walk-in touchdown. I think those are the things we need to see with him where he needs to remember he's not at BYU anymore and he needs to speed up uh, his process more so than just his brain.
2: Yeah. And it's so hard to understand what's going on right now because in preseason, I saw a quarterback that, was willing to execute the offense like one two three balls yeah we saw him complete a couple of shallows on boot concepts against the giants to Corey davis and jameson crowder against the packers i saw zach wilson converter downs dropping three hitting the back foot and delivering the football and you just don't see it anymore In this offense, I know that preseason is a different game. The the, game is lower. The defense is more vanilla. But something happened along the way against the Panthers, against the Patriots, and against the Broncos that messed up with Wilson's confidence to execute the offense. And that's the thing with quick game. And that's how you see it so clearly with quick game. Because quick game, you cannot think. right. You either open your hips or go one, two, three, hit, hit your back foot and deliver the football. And the Jets don't have a quick game right now the Jets don't have a short passing game right now because Zach Wilson cannot execute it. And I really, you know, it's so hard to, to know, to, to guess what happened to see Zach Wilson's quick processing and just Zach Wilson as a execution of the offense, just fall off a cliff. The Jets are living on off schedule plays or in plays in which the Jets are in a situation they have to come back into the game. And, and Wilson, I feel like he can play less press and, you know, and right now, Zach Wilson needs this bye week. He needs those two weeks off to figure out what the hell went wrong with him and so he can get back on track.
1: I want to sort of come away from the theory that his confidence was rattled uh, in the prior weeks because last week he showed that he can be resilient and come back and be the confident Zach Wilson that we know him to be. Uh, the offensive line's been playing very well the last two weeks so he's not being pressured like he was earlier in the year so i don't want to blame that for being rattled i think this is something else what it is i don't know but he needs to figure it out
0: yeah my guess uh, and i pretty much agree with you matt is that i don't think it's so much losing confidence i think it might be thinking he needs more confidence than he does and it's a little bit trying. I don't want to say playing hero ball because I don't necessarily think that's what it is. But I think it's he thinks he has to do more on an every down basis rather than kind of just let the system work for itself and do what the system needs to do uh, to get guys open where he I think it happened week one. Quite honestly, I think in week one he did get pressured and he had to get out of the pocket and he had to make plays downfield. And quite honestly, the only place the Jets made that day. Uh, to really get going were when he would get out of the pocket and make plays downfield that backed off the corners a little more. It stopped Carolina from blitzing as much and it opened up the out routes to Corey Davis and the quick game started going a little more. The run game started going a little more. I think Wilson kind of got tricked into thinking I have to be the star. I have to be the guy that's making the big throw or making the big play and Uh, We talked about this off air again, but I'm going to bring it up here because I think it's the perfect example where we've seen a lot of times on uh, on play action on boot plays where Wilson has the the easy dump off to the tight end early and he doesn't throw it because he's waiting to make the big play. And he thinks that if I throw it to this tight end and he catches it and it's six yards, well, then it's going to be second and second and four and where you may not get the first down. I need to get the first down on this play and he ends up having to throw it away and now it's second and ten he needs to stick to the process a little bit more. And he needs to trust in his offense and trust that if the first read isn't there to get to the second read quicker in time so that he can hit it on time and complete more passes and keep the offense on schedule. Cause that's been the number one problem has been trying to keep this offense on schedule. They've been abysmal in the first half of games. There's no other word for it. And I think that's the biggest problem is after that Carolina game, I think Zach Wilson got tricked into thinking that he has to be the star of the show and it's doing too much at times. And instead, he just needs to calm down and trust the process.
2: Yeah, I, I agree. This could be the reason why he's neglecting so many checkdowns. Could be because he thinks he needs a first down. He needs a 10 plus yard completion. Never play. Yes, it could be. And that means he's overthinking. But sometimes I just feel like he's not trusting what he's seen on those short throws and and, and that's the thing. But also it could be just a blend of those two stuffs, right? He's not trusting what he's seeing and he's trying to do too much. The fact is that he is a rookie. He's OC is a rookie. And right now the Jets have this by week and could not have come in a better time because the Jets need two weeks to think. Zach Wilson needs two, two weeks to just sit back and say, hey, I can do this. Look at what I did in preseason. Look at what I did in BYU. I can complete the short passes. I know how to live up in the structured offense. And, and that's what the Jets need right now. But good points by you guys. I agree. Uh, maybe Maybe he's just trying to do too much.
0: Yeah, the confidence is there with him. We've seen him look to make passes downfield. He hasn't lost the 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 trust in his arm to to make throws, Uh, even even in this past game, he had another rollout deep shot to Corey Davis that looked just like the touchdown from last week and he missed it. Uh, He let it inside and it trailed off a little bit where if it heads on a line and carries in front of Corey Davis, it's another touchdown just like it would have been before. And we saw he had the confidence to throw it. He was just off. And Matt, you've said it a lot where when he's on, it's great. And when he's off, he's off. And I think that was just an example this week where he was off again. And I think exactly what you said, Vitor, is right, where he really needs the bye week to get back into the routine, get back into the process, get comfortable with his reads and get more dialed into this playbook. And not that I don't think that he knows it. I think he does. He just has to remember that he knows it.
1: I'd like to see more of him realizing that he knows it during the game, like against Tennessee. He started off kind of slow. He looked a little off, but then he found it. He found himself. He found the confidence. He found the playmaking inside him. Uh, He needs to do that more. He needs to figure it out in the game rather than uh, during a bye or after the game's over.
0: Yeah, definitely. And he did some of that in this game too. I mean, let's not, let's not forget that the jets did bring this within one score and the offense did play better in the second half. Zach Wilson almost finished with 200 yards and he didn't throw a touchdown, but he only had the one interception. This wasn't a horrendous game from him. And I think that's really important context is that in terms of, is the sky falling? I really don't think it is. I think these are things with Zach Wilson that, are to be expected out of a rookie quarterback, especially with a rookie offensive coordinator, and especially with someone with his play style, where – you know, we made comparisons in play style in the off season to Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. And the negatives can be just the, in the same way. And I'm not saying that he is exactly either of those quarterbacks, but there is comparable things that you can translate from their games. And I think this is another one where I, sometimes, especially in the short game, I think Zach trusts his arm too much and he lets his footwork get sloppy because he knows he has this, this strong arm or he knows his arm is so strong that he thinks he has to take off so much on the short passes that it leads to his act. Accuracy being off and that's where again he needs the buy to just get more into a rhythm get more into a routine hit go take a practice and you know with your time off and just throw nothing but a hundred short reps and just get yourself in the process of hitching turning throwing all of that I think it's going to really help his game I think we're going to see a better Zach Wilson after the buy
1: I hope so I mean but I would also say that when we started getting rolling in the second half it was mostly because we went back to the ground game and sort of took it out of Stacks hands a little bit, especially in that first drive back. And that's something I wish we saw more of in the first half was more running the ball.
0: Yeah, I agree. I, I definitely agree. I think that's the perfect transition. Uh, we'll combine our last two points here. Cause I think they go hand in hand. And that is, we already mentioned it. The offensive line played well again for the second straight week. And what can we do to avoid slow starts in the future? I think the answer is right. That stick to the run and establish it more On second down Michael floor has done a lot of running on first down early in the year and probably more so than anybody in the NFL but on second down they're really common to go play action and they're really common to try and we'll run the wide zone on first down and if it gains four yards we'll run play action on second and it's predictable when the run is there specifically uh, in early in the Titans game or in the Patriots games, excuse me, where they had two first down runs, the the first one went for eight yards. The second one went for 13 and the next two plays after each of those runs were interceptions. Let's try and establish the run earlier and rely on it earlier. Cause in the second half, you're right, Matt, they started running uh, back to back. They started hitting the ground game and Michael Carter was getting yards and breaking tackles. Like he seemed to do all year. I think that's step number one to getting this offense out of their funk.
1: Yeah, one thing this offensive line does is tell you what kind of game they're going to have on the ground very early. We saw them against New England, like you said, start off hot. And against Atlanta, they started off hot. They let us know pretty early that they will be able to command the line in the run game. And the fact that Lafleur didn't really notice this, or maybe he noticed it but thought he could get cute and play off of it some other way. I think he's just doing too much. And maybe that's a symptom of him being a, a, a young play caller, or maybe it's a bit of overconfidence. I don't know, but at the same, he needs to uh, recognize this early and not at halftime when we're down 17, three or seventeen Nothing. I forgot what the score was.
2: Yeah. I, I was not overly critical of Lafleur's play calling against Atlanta, but if there's one thing he did wrong, it was getting away from the ground game too early. Right. Because in a first run play for the Jets, you could see they got the push. Five yard game, but Michael Carter, you could see they they would dominate a line. And this drive after having Coleman big return the Jets, the Jets, the Jets play called the way I thought they would before the season. Jet motion, run on the jet, eight yards, jet motion, fake jet motion zone, four or five yards, and then another run with jet motion, like four runs in a row. The jets score a touchdown with Ty Johnson. And 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 I think LaFleur has to do it more. I feel like he has. Some pass play scripted earlier in the game to get Poulsen going after play action. And he feels like he has to use them. And he tries to abandon the runway too early because of that. And also he's a pass happy OC. That's clear to me right now. He likes to throw the football and he needs to be more balanced. He needs to go now in the buy and look back and think, Hey, I don't need to be that pass happy right now. Our quarterbacks is struggling. Let's run the ball. When the O-line is dominating they got to keep running the ball. If Wilson was rattled by the Panthers thinking, hey, I got to do too much because we cannot operate within the structure, maybe Lafleur also overreacted to the Panthers game and said, hey, we cannot trust this O-line to run the ball consistently and I got to scheme up play actions and et cetera, et cetera. But right now, fact is the Jets O-line has got some push against the Patriots, push against the Broncos, against the Titans. They could run the ball. So take away the Panthers game. They have been league average. Run blocking. And that's what they have to do more. They got to run the ball more.
0: Yeah, Vitor, you hit the nail on the head. Michael Floor, uh, before now and this year with uh, in San Francisco, there was basically two offensive coordinators under Kyle Shanahan. And Kyle Shanahan did a lot of the play calling himself. Uh, but there was other guys in the room that were involved. And the two guys were uh, Michael LaFleur and Mike McDaniel. And Mike McDaniel was their run game coordinator. And Kyle Shanahan was their pass game coordinator. Mike McDaniel is now their full-time OC. And Michael LaFleur is now the OC with the Jets. But he is definitely more pass-heavy than he is run-heavy. And I think that he maybe is more schemed in pass uh, concepts than he is necessarily in run the offensive line is generating push in the run game. Cause I think John Benton's a solid offensive line coach, but they are not so much sticking to it when it comes to play calling because Michael floor being the passing coach thinks that he's going to call the run play once that's going to distract the defense. And now the play action is going to work. Well, it's not always that simple. And you kind of need to make defenses fear the run before they're going to react to it as much. And if they don't fear it, then they can play a little more passive, keep their linebackers from shooting gaps and the play action. Isn't going to be there. I think that's definitely a big part is LaFleur needs to not so much, you know, get a little more out of his comfort zone, establish the run early. And this is something I wanted to throw at you guys on air. Um, I, Cause I think this could be a wrinkle that they throw in and I know it's in their playbook. So it's not something that they have to add. But I really want to see them, for better or worse, start utilizing Zach in the run game more. I really want to see them start calling some read options with him, especially uh, and when you have the shotgun plays where it's condensed formations and the defense is just all tight. I think you can get some easy yards where he's going to sneak out the back door because they're going to key on Michael Carter and the read and Zach's going to be able to get some easy plays out the back door. We saw it in Carolina. They ran it for the two-point conversion and Zach walked it in the end zone because the, running, uh, the defensive end, I believe Ty Johnson was in the game, went right after Ty Johnson. And Zach just kept the ball and went right out to the corner. I think that 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 can be a good way to kind of free up the defensive line, keep the ends open for your wide zone, keep the ends open for, you know, your outside run plays or your jet motions, where if you can have the threat of Zach to hold the defensive end in place, that's going to help even more. And on top of that, I think you really have to factor in the RPO game. Let's get some glance routes going. Let's call that read option. Let's make the defensive end freeze. Let's make the linebacker have to come downhill to you know fill because that's usually how you stop read option is you scrape it. Let's get defensive uh, defenses scraping and let's get the glance route going behind it to Elijah Moore or Denzel Mims. Let's make some big plays. I really think this can be an easy way to get Zach in rhythm. I think it's a good way to keep defenses honest. I think it could really really help the offense early. I think this is a good way to get the offense going on early downs because it's going to be unpredictable for the defense. It's going to get them I think it's going to be their spark. I really hope they bring it out.
1: see this is something I would love to have seen, but I highly doubt we are going to see it because from what we've uh gathered from Salah talking about him running. Uh he's like he's no he's no Lamar Jackson. Uh so I don't think I think they're terrified to use him as a runner right now because we don't have much of an option uh after him, if he goes down with an injury, we have nothing. We have Mike White. That's not a lot. So I really think they're trying to keep him as healthy as possible. And that's why not running him.
2: Yeah, I think they're scared to use him in the ground game, too. But I feel like they could use him in some zone zone reads. Because Wilson is like his low-key elusive, right? He, yeah. he, he, he can make people miss a lot easier than I thought he would in the pros. So maybe if your offense is needing a spark, you try to get a couple of zone reads a game so you can keep the edge honest, or you can try a little RPO. They ran that RPO against Carolina. I broke it down on my Twitter, and Wilson got sacked, fumbled the football. and And I honestly feel like they didn't run a single RPO after that, besides the RPO bubble where, you know, it's just a much easier read. But like RPO's Lance or Glance, nothing after that. And maybe right now, maybe the time to just try to Implement those again in your offense, right? Just a binary read for a quarterback. Trust that Wilson will make these reads. And they got to try more things, more different things, man. And maybe zone read and RPO are it. Maybe those are a couple plays you can use in your first, second drive of the game. And honestly, they got to try more stuff.
1: And what do we got to do to get more in space? Like, I, I feel like more is being forgotten a little bit.
0: Yeah, I agree. We really need to, to get him into space more and, and manufacture some touches for him. I mean, we talked about it for months in the off season, and I feel like we've talked about it since then in, in our season previews before where let's get this guy, the ball in space. And, you know, Salah was asked about that in his press conference. It was Kim Jones who asked him and I think it was a really good question by her where she had said exactly what we're asking. You know, this guy's dynamic. He's able to make plays with the ball in his hand. You know, we spent months in the off seasons, you know, thinking of all the possibilities and the coaches had mentioned all the possibilities of what he can do and we really haven't seen it. And Salah's answer was, in my opinion, honestly, not, I um, don't criticize Salah often, but I think this is one where I can. It was a little week where he was basically saying the offense didn't get into enough of a rhythm where they could get those plays, where they had, they might have had them, but you know, they didn't get as many plays on offense to run them. So run them earlier. So, so let's break them out when it's clear that your offense isn't working, when you've gone two straight you know, three and outs to start the game. Let's go into our third drive and let's, let's try something different. Let's get out of our script a little bit sooner. And I think that is the biggest key for Michael floor. Cause honestly, I don't think Michael floor like you guys is doing that bad of a job. I really think that early there were some issues. I think the Denver game had its issues from the entire team, but I really don't think that Michael floor overall is the problem. I think there's problems from a bunch of different aspects and number one is not utilizing players to their best ability. And that would be getting Elijah more, the ball more. I completely agree.
1: Yeah. I mean, he's got all the elements there to make everything work. He just needs to put it together and Zach needs to put it together. Everybody sort of needs to put it together, but it, w- it will get there. So I'm I'm confident that we can find our way there. Uh, when that is, I don't know. I, I hope it's by the end of this season that they figure it all out. Uh, but I wouldn't put it past them to to have really finish the season poorly. And we have to wait for next year. All
0: right, guys, let's break down the defense. Uh, I think there's a handful of different issues that we can talk about here. Some that are their fault, some maybe not so much. And we'll get into that. Uh, first off, I think this is an example of just the Jets as a whole, even on the offense a little bit, they outsmarted themselves. You know, they tried to get a little too cute. Um, we had seen a lot more plays of defensive ends dropping into coverage than normal. And Sala again was asked about that in his press conference. And he said they've done that all year and the Blitzes have gotten home. So people haven't really noticed. Uh, they did it a lot more this game than normal. They had done it usually, you know, two or three times a game up until this point, and they did it six or seven in the Falcons game. So they increased the usage of dropping defensive ends uh, and sending pressure from different areas. um, And they got caught. And you have a veteran quarterback like Matt Ryan, who I thought played a really, really good game, was able to decipher what the Jets were doing and pick it apart. I thought, you know, that's going to be a problem. I think they, uh, you know, went a little too far expecting Ryan to maybe know Jeff Ulbrich's tendencies, having just been together the season before, practicing against that defense for most of last season. I think maybe they were thinking we have to change up a little more than we're expected. Otherwise, you know, Matt Ryan's going to know what we're doing. And they got out of their comfort zone. And especially with a defense like this, I think that is the worst thing you can do because this defense is kind of predicated on we're just going to be faster, stronger, and tougher than you we're not necessarily trying to trick you. We're not necessarily trying to have the craziest uh, disguised coverages and pressure from different areas. We're just trying to get home up front, get our hands on you in coverage and rally the ball. And I think that we need to trust in the system more from, from all aspects not get too cute.
1: I mean, this is, this was a huge disappointment for me because I, we knew going into this game that they were down in talent. They are missing uh, two wide receivers and all they have is pretty much Patterson and Pitts. We knew this, the jets coaches know this, but they really had no answer for Pitts or Patterson and they didn't figure it out either. I, I don't think I didn't see much in the second half that really showed that they were, they figured any way out of stopping him. Uh, he, he continued to rumble down the field continuously. Uh, I saw some busted coverages. I saw a lot of mismatches, not just against the defensive lineman in coverage. Uh, I saw him going up against Eccles, who's, what, 5'9"? That's the mismatch right there. They could just toss it up the pits all day in that kind of matchup. Uh, I I was really hoping to see a little something more to be able to stop him, and they couldn't figure it out.
2: Yeah, yeah, the defense was not really good, but I also feel like when they played spot drop zone, Matt Ryan just completely killed them on third and 13. They, they call, I think, I don't know if it was doubles land, but I know the outside receiver ran his land and they converted and Salah after the game said that was a perfect call. I think they were in quarter. So Ryan clearly knew the Tennessee's and when the Jets to change it up, like zone blitz, jets rarely do zone blitz. They go zone blitz, touchdown Hayden Hurst right behind Bryce Huff. And it was just a game where they were outmatched by Arthur Smith mentally. And Matt Ryan was just perfect on the field. It was hard. And the D-line, had just launched an article saying they got more pressure. But I, I felt like Ryan, even though he got rid of it quickly, when he did not, he was under pressure. The Jets, I know that they they were a lot better than the O-line of the Falcons. I know that the Falcons knew it and they tried to get rid of it quick. But the Jets got to bring the quarterback down at least once with the defense they play. They play zone, spot drop zone. They got to bring the quarterback down at least once or twice. If they don't do it, they're not going to win the game. The Jets would be, you know, this game would be, the Falcons would win by like 14, 20 points if the Jets didn't force two fumbles in the red zone. I know this is bent, but don't break, but you cannot live off that. The Jets need to bring the quarterback down. They need to hit the quarterback so this defense can function. They did not. So Ryan just had a field day.
0: Yeah, I agree. Like I said, I thought Matt Ryan played excellent, and it's the opposite of what we're seeing with Zach Wilson in the quick game, where Matt Ryan being, you know, a 13, 14-year veteran, multi-time Pro Bowler, played in a Super Bowl. I believe I saw at the start of the game, he's eighth all-time in passing yards. Matt Ryan's an excellent player. He's been an excellent player for a long time. He's a very, very talented quarterback, very, very smart quarterback, and he was able to pick apart that defense, top of his drop, balls out. Okay, we're not so much worried about the the pressure as soon as they started seeing that it wasn't getting home as quickly. They weren't beating people into the dirt. Matt Ryan was able to get more comfortable standing in the pocket. And even if guys were getting close to him, he was still able to make throws. And that's where I think uh, the difference in statistics and the difference in actually playing the game comes in, where from a lineman standpoint and especially from an, an offensive lineman standpoint, Where if you can get push, whether it's in the run game or in the pass game, and you can kind of keep your players clean and you can establish that you're winning the line of scrimmage, that's huge. That is huge for momentum. That is huge for attitude. That is the game within the game on the field. And the jets may have been getting pressure, but they weren't getting hits and they weren't getting sacks. And there's a difference between pressure and hits. And I think that is the difference of what we saw was that the hits weren't coming. They may have been getting pressure. They may have been forcing Ryan to move off his spot or step up in the pocket, but they weren't hitting him. And he was able to stay clean, stay comfortable, deliver down the field on top of that in the running game, I thought they got pushed off the line in the run game from the very, very start of the game. I thought it was, it was evident that normally that's their strongest output is being able to just stand up in the run game, not limit any holes and come flying downhill and make hits. And th- the defensive line just got blown off the ball. I think that is, like I said, that's establishing the tone. That is the Falcons coming out and saying, we're not scared of you. We're not t- scared of this defensive line that just had seven sacks against the Titans. We're going to come out and give you a fight. And they did. I think that's, it's, it's set the tone for the rest of the day.
1: Yeah, I agree. That definitely set the tone, but at the same time, I feel like our defensive line could have rebounded. I feel like they, they have the, the skill set to, to really, uh, figure out what they need to do and stop the run and to hit home. But I think there was one thing that really hindered them from doing that. And that was the fact that they're on the field for almost the entire half. That's like, they can't spend 24, 25 minutes on the field and have us expect them to actually follow through with what they need to do. It's just not going to happen. They need to rest or they're just going to get exhausted.
2: Yeah. Yeah. The offense has to do a better job. And this is all connected, right? that That's the beauty of football. Wilson's trying to do too much. So the Jets either got a big play or they get off the field. And that leads to the defense being on the field a lot. They're tired. They cannot execute the way they like they, don't, they cannot execute the scheme the way they would like to, and then they get a, they allow points, they allow big big drives, and then goes back to Wilson, who after allow after the team allowing a touchdown, wants to got a big play to get into back into the game, and then the hitter gets the big play, or it's three and out, and that's a cycle, right? This is football, that's a cycle, and right now that's why I'm I, I kept repeating it. The Jets needed this bye week like crazy, you, you know, couldn't come in a better time.
0: Yeah, it could really, quite honestly, save them from snowballing. Uh, and, and I want to throw some stats at you guys. I posted this on Twitter today because it honestly, I I really wasn't expecting the numbers to be this disparate, but they really are, uh, through the first five games of the season, the jets offense has averaged 11.6 fewer plays per game than their defense, uh, in terms of total plays for the end of the game. And for the last two weeks being the Falcons game and the game against the Titans, it was even worse. It was 30 and a half plays fewer. The defense played 30 and a half more plays on average across the last two games. It was a difference of almost like 78 total snaps more across these last two games. So when you have a defense that is playing that much, they played a hundred snaps against the Titans. You have a defense that's playing that many snaps, uh, especially against a physical team like Tennessee, it's going to wear you out. You've had five straight weeks where the defense has played a lot more and they're having to be on these sustained drives and be in the field so much longer. They're not getting the rest, especially with the defensive line where Joe Douglas has done a solid job of trying to stack up and have an eight deep front. And we've had some injuries kind of make that harder. But even the great defensive line, I think, got gassed because they've been on the field so much. And like you said, Vitor, it's the cycle it's the perfect storm of the offense comes out and sputters and that puts the defense on the field and they go on a long drive and give up a field goal. And then the offense comes back out and it's a three and out. And then it's right back in the same thing. And before you know it, you're down 17 points. And luckily the jets have done a good job responding at halftime, not completely collapsing, coming out, putting up a fight and playing better overall in the second half. But if they don't get ahead of the game and they don't start playing Playing in the first half the way they play in the second half, I think it could really lead to this defense having issues. This great unexpected performance from the defense that we've seen the first few weeks, as good as it's been, I think it might end up failing if the offense can't get into a rhythm. They're just going to gas these guys out. And quite honestly, I can't blame them. I can't really blame the defensive line for getting pushed off the ball. I can't really blame the defense for having some coverage lapses. They've been worked to death and they deserve a break, and luckily, like you said, this is the perfect time for the bye because it's going to let the defense rest too. They desperately need to. All right, guys, let's finish this out here. Heading into the bye week, obviously, we do not have another game to preview ahead of time. Uh, week The next week will be against the Patriots in New England, but we will get to that next week. Uh, let's talk about this bye week. Let's get into some things that really need to happen over the bye to get the Jets uh, into the right mindset and into the right stance of play for the, uh, at the end of the buy to come out better. I think first and foremost, I'm going to go to the offense as a whole, and that is get into a rhythm and get into consistency. Let's get everybody on the same page. I think that is the number one thing that has to happen. Zach needs to get into more of a rhythm, needs to get more in touch with his receivers. He needs to trust more than just Corey Davis. I think overall staying in rhythm is going to be the number one thing to help this team in all aspects. And it starts up front with the offense.
1: Yeah. Uh, I'm going to stay on the offensive side of the ball. And Salah said that they just didn't have enough plays for, uh, to get more involved, get more involved, scheme up these plays, get them into space. This will help the offense as a whole. It'll help the entire team as a whole, because it'll keep the the sticks moving, get more involved.
2: Yeah. I was going to say offense and I was going to say the same thing that Matt said, like get some manufactured touches, but I'll flip to the defensive side of the ball and get healthy safeties let's see if ashton davis can get healthy because right now i feel like safety the safety position is the weakest link of this defense right now they cannot stop some short gains over the middle i've seen those guys get caught flat-footed so let's coach those young safeties up the same way the jets did with the cornerbacks ashton davis kneesman if may comes back if it's not traded i, I think gerard wilson i feel like the jets need better plays for but better play from their safeties. And if their safeties can be average because this linebacker group has taken off, I feel like this defense can go back to their top ten form they they, they were performing before the Falcons game.
0: Yeah, I think so too. I think so too. I'm gonna to throw in one honorable mention, and this goes for the entire team, and that is take a deep breath. That is, remember that you are the youngest team in the NFL by a wide margin, that you have more rookies playing snaps than any team in the NFL by a wide margin. You have a first-year head coach. You have a first-year offensive coordinator. You have a first-year defensive coordinator. You have a rookie quarterback. You have a new system on both sides of the ball. You have a bunch of turnover in new places. It's week five. This is There is a long time in this season to get things right. You have the bye week, which is a great opportunity. The Patriots are not playing amazing football right now. They just took the Texans down to the wire. Uh, this, is, this is an opportunity for them coming up in the future to right the ship, and they have time to do it. The sky is not falling. There is progress and hope for the future, and I think that's the most important thing to remember is to just not give up and stick to the plan.
1: Yep, to, to quote Aaron Rodgers,
0: relax. Exactly. Exactly. All right, guys, this has been the Oklahoma drill podcast. I am your host, Andrew, Andrew, uh, Andrew golden, underscore 17 on Twitter.
1: Guys, you know, the drill, let's drop our handles. Call it a day. I'm Matt. You can find me at Zazzy
2: jets. And I'm Vitor. And you can find me at Vitor Piva And
1: this
0: has been the Oklahoma drill podcast again at OKD podcast on Twitter. Thank you guys so much for listening. And we'll be back next week with a full preview of the Patriots game post jets. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. Bye. <laughs>